everybody. This is my review of The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 2. I said in my last review that I was expecting Episode 2 to be a huge improvement over the first one, and I'm so glad to report that I was right. This was a really good episode that's a massive improvement over the first one on just about every level. Starting with the action, I thought it was so much better both choreography and cinematography-wise. I thought the fights were much better shot, much better edited. There wasn't nearly as many jarring cuts Plus, the choreography was so much better and a lot closer to what I was hoping to see in this show. I still don't think we've reached Mandalorian level with the choreography, but I think we're on the right track. Talking about specific fight scenes, Boba Fett going to Tashi Station and then wiping out that Nikto biker gang was awesome. Boba being that warrior who shows up and just completely wrecks everybody is something I know a lot of people, including myself, wanted to see more of especially after we saw some of that in Mandalorian season two. That scene was really well choreographed and it was just really awesome to see Boba come in and wipe everyone out so easily. Uh, Also just things like him grabbing a shot at the bar when he's done or uh, him walking out and the camera lingering and then the bartender starting to clean up the broken glass. Those are just some nice touches that add some levity that are either really cool or really funny and make the scene memorable. Uh, Boba really felt more like the Boba Fett we know and love in this episode than he did in the last one because he had so much more of an edge. He was more brutal and he just felt so much cooler in this episode. And uh, I really liked that. I don't know why, but the characterization of Boba Fett in this episode just felt more right. The train heist action sequence was awesome. This was like a movie level quality action sequence. It was thrilling. It was engaging. I love big set pieces like this, and this was an extremely well-executed one. It was engaging and a joy to watch. The build-up for it and then the training for it was great, and then the payoff was much better than I expected, and it was so great to watch. Um, This is what I love in this show. I love that we now have such big TV shows with such big budgets that we can have these movie-level action sequences on a TV show. Um, It's pretty awesome, and I love to see big action like this. You can't expect it all the time, because they have a movie budget over seven episodes instead of a movie budget over one movie. So it's a little bit more stretched thin. But when we do get stuff like this in the Star Wars Disney Plus series, um, I absolutely love it. And I hope to see more of that kind of stuff in the future. So the action in this episode was so much better. It was a huge improvement. It was more engaging, more thrilling, and uh, much closer to what I was hoping to see and what I was expecting to see from the show. Moving on to the cinematography, we talked about how it was better in the action scenes, but also just from the opening scene, the episode just felt so much better shot and just had so many more memorable shots. You could just feel that there was a very competent director behind this episode, which I didn't feel in the last episode, which is so surprising given the fact that it was Robert Rodriguez. Uh, Talking about the CGI, uh, again, another huge improvement from the previous episode. I thought in the last episode, the big monster that came out of the sand did not look good. The train heist sequence in this episode looked amazing. And then the huts I thought looked really good. They, of course, didn't look as good as Jabba in Return of the Jedi, because, of course, they're not a physical puppet like he was. But they looked really, really good for big CGI creatures. And when you think of all the big CGI creatures we've seen in all these TV shows and movies, I think they look amazing. Um, I think talking about the direction, this was so much more competently directed than the last one. And you could just feel that. And that's why I was so shocked to learn that this wasn't directed by Robert Rodriguez. Instead, this was directed by Steph Green, who has experience directing some of Watchmen, which is the HBO show and Luke Cage. 
I think she did an amazing job with this episode and a much better job than Robert Rodriguez did with his episode. And he's a much more famous and well-known director. So that was kind of surprising for me. Another thing I talked about in my last review that again stands out in this episode is the costume design and the makeup. We talked about in my last review, Boba Fett scars, the uh, the Twi'lex, and those were great again in this episode, but then also the Tuscans. I like how they look just like Tuscans, but they also have different robes uh, symbolizing or kind of representing that they're a different tribe of Tuscans. I love seeing the pikes, and then we saw them with the helmets, which we've seen in Solo, but then seeing them without the helmets looked awesome, and it looked like Clone Wars, the Clone Wars design, but adapted to live action, because of course Clone Wars is a little more stylized, and I just thought they looked amazing. And then the mayor in this episode looked awesome. I thought just the design of his head looked really cool, the little hair all over it. His hands looked so real. He looked like a real character sitting there. And then his the way his mouth moved as he spoke looked so real and just looked really cool. And I think that's one of the best looking aliens we've gotten in any of the Star Wars Disney Plus shows. And I think uh, I think that was really cool. I just thought he looked awesome and realistic and like he was really there. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about is Black Chrysanthemum, who was the big Wookiee we saw. And he was awesome. I thought he looked amazing. When he walked up, you immediately felt the threat. And you were like, this guy is a force to be reckoned with. And then as he glares at Boba, he just looked so scary and terrifying. And it's not what we're used to seeing from Wookiees because Chewbacca just looks so huggable. But you can just tell instantly, this guy's a warrior. This guy's a threat. He's a a force. And uh, you could see it on his face. And then his glare was scary. And it's so cool seeing a scary Wookiee. And I really hope we see a lot more of him in the future. Another thing I liked in this episode, and really just coming from one specific scene, is the sound design. Um, of course, we've heard a lot of the Tuscan screams before from A New Hope, but really where it stood out was the mayor when he was speaking, kind of warbling in his native language, and then hearing the translation of it, which was, of course, voiced by Robert Rodriguez. That was really good and a really pleasing effect. I just found it really cool to hear, and just and I just thought that was awesome. Um, Talking about the characters and the acting, I don't have much to add that I haven't already said. I love what they did with Boba Fett, especially in the past, how they're developing and filling in the gaps and explaining how he got to where he was in Mandalorian. Um, I think that's really cool, how he's gaining respect from them. Uh, Ming-Na was great. She got a few standout lines, especially in the beginning, when she's talking about how those assassins, the Nightwing assassins, are are, uh, overrated and you're just paying for the brand. I thought that was cool. The one thing I was disappointed by was the use of Mingna. Uh, I think she's such a great actress, but she's been typecasted to playing just the serious, never smiles, uh, just hardcore scowling uh, character in everything. And she's great at it, and she's good at it in this episode, but I just know she can do so much more. And I'm just underwhelmed with the way they've been using Fennec, and I want to see her explored a lot more. I want to learn more about her since she's so mysterious. And I just want to see Mingna given more to do than just say a cool lines and a scowl from the background. Uh, she's great at that, but I just know she can do a lot more. I would love to have just a Fennec Shand episode where we have flashbacks to her past. That probably won't happen, but uh, but that's something I would love to see. Talking about the stories, I love the balance of the storylines in this episode. It was a lot more heavy on the past stuff, which I actually really liked. Um, I found them both super compelling. I was disappointed when we initially left the present tense storyline, but then I forgot about that super quickly as I got invested into the past tense storyline, which is a great sign. One thing I love about this story is how we're humanizing the Tuscans and really humanizing um, 
and learning about them because when they first appeared in a new hope they were just seen as these cruel brutal raiders but really this show is diving into their culture and who they are and humanizing them and showing that they're really not they're the kind of the native americans this is a comparison i've seen drawn they're like native americans and tatooine is their planet they were the originals and then everybody else came in and everybody else was the colonizers while they were the native people and uh of course they're upset about that of course everybody else is trespassing on their land and of course they're going to be really upset and i love how we're seeing that there's different tribes of tuscans um and how some became more brutal and more vicious and started attacking and some just kind of hit out like this tribe and i love seeing their culture and i love seeing how they are normal people and how they have feelings and emotions and they're getting attacked too and they're just not these brutal savages um i love seeing their rituals I love seeing Boba earning their respect and then going through their ritual to become one of them. And then the whole, that whole sequence was so trippy and weird where as he sees all these flashbacks of his past, which I loved, and then he grabs a branch off the tree and then it becomes his gaffy stick. I just loved all that. And I love how that branch he gets becomes his gaffy stick we see in Mandalorian. I love how he becomes one of them. I think that's awesome. And one thing I love is I, it really feels like they're building up to something in the past where I've seen a theory that I like where maybe this whole Tuscan group gets completely wiped out and that's what motivates Boba to become a crime lord to get revenge for that or something I feel like is going to happen that's going to give us the reason why Boba gets back into the game and becomes a crime lord and I think that's something we're going to see soon and that's something I cannot wait to see but I just love everything they're doing in the past I love filling in those gaps and I love diving into the Tuscan culture and this is why Tatooine is my favorite Star Wars planet because it's the most developed Star Wars planet where you've really dove into all these different groups of people there, um, the Tuscans, and then all the creatures there and all the towns there. And I just feel like it's really cool. And it's the planet we know the most about in Star Wars. And I, that's why it's my favorite. Again, also, I love the um, similarities to Dune. Star Wars is very, very inspired by Dune. Tatooine is basically a ripoff of Arrakis with the spice, with, uh, with the Tuscans being like the Fremen, the natives. And then this was very similar to Dune in that Boba joins the Tuscans just like Paul Atreides joins the Fremen. And there's a lot of similarities there I really like because, of course, I love Star Wars and I love Dune. Um, so that was awesome. Another thing I loved was that they included a side mission in the past for Boba to go on, which ultimately results in him gaining more of their respect and then him becoming a Tuscan. Now, they could have done any side mission. It wouldn't have mattered. It would have all ended the same way. But I love that they chose this train heist with the pikes transporting spice. I thought it was just really compelling, really awesome. And just the connections of seeing the pikes was awesome. And I just thought it was really cool and just adding more to the lore of Tatooine. Um, and I, I really, really loved it. I love Boba sticking up for the Tuscans. And uh, I think there's something coming up about that because we see how attached she's growing to them. So I love that. I also loved in the present day storyline seeing the huts. Um, the huts, I love how the hut council is very much like the mobsters, the classic gangsters. And I love how they're bringing in the huts as like the big warlords above everybody. I love that line of you can't kill a hut without permission because there's a ton more of them. And if you kill one of the huts, they're going to come right for you. Um, I'm curious to see where they go with the huts. I think there's a lot going on there we don't know about. Um, again, another thing I'm curious about is the mayor. He claims he didn't send the assassins, but the assassin clearly thought he was sent by the mayor. So there's something going on there. He's very suspicious. I can't wait to learn more about that. Um, I'm curious to learn more about Garseth Whip. I think she's going to have a bigger part, and I think she's hiding something. 
Um, we really haven't seen much of the present day storyline, and I have a feeling we're going to be getting a lot more of that in the next episode, because in the flashback storyline, we've kind of gotten all the way up to the point where Boba joins Mandalorian season two. We've almost filled in all those gaps, and I think we're almost done with those flashbacks so that we can focus more on the present day and figure out what's going on with the mayor, what's going on with Garza, what's going on with the huts, and uh, and then I want to see more Black Christanthin all of that. And uh, I think that's awesome. Another thing I loved about this episode was the tension. Uh, the two scenes I can think of are when the train is speeding in the distance to the Tuscans and you don't know what it is yet. You're on your edge of your seat trying to figure out what it is. And then the best example is when Garza is talking to Boba and then you just hear the stomp, stomp, stomp of the twins coming, of the huts coming. And you don't know who the twins are, but you just hear them coming. And I thought that was an awesome scene as well. So I loved everything they did in this episode. Another thing I love that Favreau and Filoni always do is include these connections and these Easter eggs. And they're not vital to the story. You can still completely understand everything that's going on without catching all the Easter eggs and the connections. But they're like little rewards or little bonuses for the people who do watch all the Star Wars animated stuff and read the comics. And uh, talking about some of those Easter eggs, the opening Rancor scene doesn't really count, but I just really love that opening scene with, of course, there wasn't a Rancor, but seeing that trapdoor again was cool. And then going to Tashi Station and then seeing Luke's friends from the deleted scene of A New Hope. That was such a deep cut and just such an awesome reference. Something I never expected, something I didn't even catch until afterwards. Black Chrysanthemum was awesome. I loved his design. He's amazing. And I love how he opens the door for any character to come in. The fact that Favreau and Filoni are drawing from the comics now. Like it kind of started with Cobb Vanth drawing from the books in Mandalorian season two, but the fact that they're diving into all of canon, not just the shows, um, which is something no other Star Wars creator has done before in live action. And the fact that they're bringing in this comics character is so cool and opens the door to literally anybody can come in in this show. I feel like Kira could come in. I feel like Dr. Offred could come in, maybe Han Solo, literally anybody from the comics or the shows, I think, there's a possibility they come in. And one thing I love is that somebody caught that in the main Boba Fett theme, there was a hint of the Crimson Dawn theme from Solo. And clearly with the Pikes, they're acknowledging Solo. And if Kira and the Crimson Dawn comes in, I will freak out. That would be amazing because I love Solo and I really want to see that storyline furthered. Uh, I talked about how cool it was to see the Pikes and then Max Rebo was a cool little cameo. So I just love all those Easter eggs, all those connections. They're all really cool to see. So I really, really love this episode. I don't think this show has reached its height yet. I feel like episode three is going to be even better. And I think it's just going to get better and better and better. Um, but I really loved it. It's a massive improvement over the first one. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. So please let me know. Do you agree with me? Do you think this episode was an improvement? What did you think of it? What are you thinking of the show so far? Do you have any theories for the future of the show? Um, by the time this is posting, episode three comes out tomorrow. So I cannot wait for that please let me know. If you're on YouTube, you can leave a comment. But remember the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those are the main platforms. And if you're on those, there's a form in the description, there's a voicemail link in the description, and there's an email in the description where you can send in your feedback. So please let me know what you thought of this episode. And thank you for listening and have a good day.